0: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer.
1: Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
2: You know those things you are too embarrassed to talk about when it comes to dating? Like when to say I love you, how to define the relationship. Well, We Met at Acme touches upon all of those subjects and more and we get right into it with our guests and talk about their dating lives and also what not to do when it comes to dating because we're all kind of confused together. So you can tune in every Sunday to We Met at Acme and maybe you can learn a thing or two while I learn a thing or two.
1: Hi there. I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammates Alia Kamalova and Kayleen Holden. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled,
0: healthy, and successful at work. On today's episode, we're discussing how to maximize your career in 2021.
2: We'll be sharing five habits that will guarantee you to
1: boost your career this year. Plus, we have some exciting news to share with our listeners. That's right. We are running our new year, new career sale on all of our online courses right now. This sale only happens once a year. It's literally the only sale we run. And what it means is that you can get 30% off any online career course that we offer. Plus we're including a free bonus, which will make a lot more sense to you later on the episode, but it's a 2021 work journal that includes prompts and daily journal entries so that's some major savings on topics like our resume makeover course or our confidence crunch course which helps you build your confidence in just 21 days and even our new manager manual so these all of these courses have 30 percent off which is something we only do once a year not to mention, of course, the work journal, which is probably the most highly requested product from all of you. So check out the link in our show notes. You can also just go to careercontested.com to learn about the sale. Remember, it only runs once a year and it runs right now between January 18th to the 31st. And now this is the females. If there's one thing we've all learned from 2020, it's that sometimes no amount of planning can help you predict the future, especially when it comes to your career.
2: Yeah, I think that in 2021, people are much more hesitant to set goals or have the typical like New Year's resolutions because there's this huge fear of even more of these unprecedented events that we've basically gotten used to this year or last year. However, I think goals are really great things as long as they are realistic and you are able to manage your expectations. And we've talked about goal setting theory before, but to summarize its founders, Edwin Locke and Gary Latham say that making progress towards our goals significantly contributes to our well-being. So basically goals are good when we're able to set them right.
1: This is something we talked a lot with Dr. Sasha Hines in her mm-hmm. episode. So if you guys want to go back a few, it was how to set goals during times of uncertainty. And one of the things she talks about is the fact that it's actually so healthy to set goals, even though I know we're all afraid of it. I was also thinking, Leo, we should get like a little buzzer. So every time we use a buzzword like unprecedented <laughs> events, it's just like buzz yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it feels like now. But I would say that the key to setting goals, and I'm totally stealing this from Dr. Sasha, is that you want to make, I mean, we talked about managing your expectations, which Look, I've decided that most things in life come start from that place. Mm-hmm. But is that when you imagine all the positive parts of a goal, you also have to include all the negative parts of a goal. So, for example, a lot of people might have put on their goal for 2021, or maybe again you're you're kind of too gun shy to do this because of 2020. But maybe this year you said, "I want to find a new job." It's like while you imagine all the positive parts of having that new job and enjoying it and maybe loving your coworkers, you should also imagine all the really hard parts of, you know, reaching that goal, because I think that is where people get, I mean, look, you're gonna, you're gonna come up against an uphill battle whenever you're trying to do something new like that. And so it's just sort of, again, that is how you manage your expectations is imagine the the good with the bad at the same time. And, and literally I would write out like, being told no three times in a row on one day for a job or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like anticipating specifically something negative that might happen. You know, I yeah. know that's happened to me before where you're like, okay, just add insult to injury. Like, I got four rejections in mm-hmm. one day. Like, I, and you know, maybe the pot, the silver lining. Yeah. It's a win. Yeah. It's <laughs> a goal
2: to just put yourself out there. I think it's also the same as like forming a habit where, it's just like it's going to feel so hard to reach or like unattainable if they're too lofty so i think especially like after 2020 the key is just to make like really micro wins for yourself so yeah. cuz there's it's like you don't need to have huge like i am going to conquer the world next year like that you don't i feel like people are now kind of in their heads about that anyway. But if you just do small things, like truly, I want to start walking more this year, like five minutes a day, like because that, that mm-hmm. adds up and then you actually get that satisfaction of a- attaining something rather than... Yeah,
1: you you hit that well-being check mark that they're talking mm-hmm. about. I'm curious, did you guys set goals for 2021 at all? They kind of just rolled from 2020.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I think they're, again, like super micro, like just moving more and even like I got a new app that like gives you daily exercises but sometimes just to like maintain a streak for me is like it's like a fun game like I'm totally bought bought into the gamification of it but even if it's like seven minutes of exercising I'll count that as like I exercise today because why not count that and so like my goals are super micro and more daily rather than like I'm going to accomplish xyz this year by the end of the year. Kayleen,
1: what about you? Did you set any goals?
0: I normally don't set goals, but I did this year. I actually started a new planner. My planner is one where you fill it in yourself and it happened to coincide with the new year this year and there was a page to set them. So I actually did. Uh, One of my goals is to break a really bad habit I have, which is um, like chewing at my fingers. I'm showing you guys my fingers right now, (laughs) which are like fully chewed up. Um, They're horrible Listeners I failed. <laughs> I failed already at my goals. But there's other ones I have for me. If I write something down, it's almost I don't know, it has like that manifestation kind of effect mm-hmm. where it's like, well, you wrote it down, you have to sort of like at least be confronted with it on a daily <laughs> basis, if nothing else.
1: I'm really big on writing things down, too. Like we use Basecamp as our project management tool. So even though I'll put an assignment in Basecamp, I still make a to-do list for a week and then I make a to-do list every day on like a sticky note of like, these are the urgent things that have to get done today. Like the amount of time that I rewrite things and I assign things to myself in multiple different ways is silly. It's probably like some productivity experts like this is a waste of your time, but I feel better. And it like eases the anxiety of like what I have to get done. And kind of, I like the kind of the big view, the weekly view and the daily view that works for me. So I'm with you. The pen and paper for me works really well. Well, that's why on today's episode, we want to talk about how to guarantee that you can progress in your career despite whatever 2021 throws at all of us. So up next, we're going to be sharing five habits guaranteed to maximize your career in 2021. And we know that these work because these are all things that we have tried and the community has tried and gotten back to us. So this is basically a roundup of the five best.
2: Our first habit is to start and maintain a work journal. So we kind of I've talked about this before on previous episodes, but there's a lot of benefits to journaling. And according to PositivePsychology.com, it boosts your mood, enhances your sense of well being, reduces symptoms of depression, an important event, reduces intrusion and avoidance symptoms post trauma, and it improves your working memory. So there are like, a lot of benefits, which again, we've spoken before.
1: Yeah. And I think that the difference between a work journal and a regular journal is, and remember, if you want this all filled out for you or something with prompts, you can go through the new year, new career. But the reason why a work journal is so important, and um, I wrote a lot about this in Power Moves, is that we actually really struggle to remember what we did yesterday and we basically can't remember what we did last week. And so the nice thing about a work journal too, we were talking about how like, it's not about having to make this huge goal that transforms your whole life. It's all about the small steps that you take every day. One, the work journal helps you, but also it might help you recognize maybe you have an interpersonal challenge or a communication breakdown somewhere. And like, you cannot recognize these patterns, especially these patterns at work without keeping track of them in some way. And for, for whatever reason, I think a work journal is more appealing for people because it kind of mixes the personal and the work part of it. than them feeling like they have to bring work into their journal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a gratitude compartmentalize like, it. Touch that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
2: And I think like the memory thing is so real because you do just remember like your biggest fails sometimes. And you don't remember like, oh, that person said something nice about my work that like, I didn't even notice. But that felt really nice. Yeah. And that could be like a huge thing for your next job or something that you do. And there are a few questions that you could answer in your work journal. So basically it's like you reflect after your day of work, kind of like what, what, what what did I win? What, what were kind of a loss or whatever? So some questions you Mm -hmm. can ask yourself is like, what is one lesson or many that I have learned today? Did anyone compliment or comment on my work? What did they say? And then again, this is like super helpful for a raise or a promotion situation. What is one big thing that I accomplished today? Did I do anything above and beyond my basic job description today? And what is one way that I can go above and beyond tomorrow? So it also kind of like keeps you in check for like, am I constantly making progress to my goal in my career? Like whatever it may be, even if it's small.
1: So many of us, can get in the weeds of something else but it's like you want to make sure so in the book I interviewed this woman who worked for a big accounting firm and she takes all these summers off to be with her kids and the the big question is sort of like how did you have so much flexibility in your career and also manage to become a partner and like grow your career and she says I was always very crystal clear on what were the three most important things and so and then she would make sure that she spent her time and energy on those three most important things. So the nice thing about a work journal is like the whole like what did i accomplish and like what did i do that relates to my goal? You could literally be having a check-in with yourself every day about that to make sure you stay on track. So whether you have flexibility or whether you are changing something, you are continuously making sure that you're doing the work that matters cuz so many of us struggle to I mean, like it's so easy to get lost in the weeds of your day and spend a ton of time doing something. You're like, I just spent so much, so many hours doing this thing that doesn't matter, you know. So, and just so if people are wondering, like, you could literally just get a composition book and date it, and then answer these questions. You can come up with your own prompts if you want. I talk about it. We have an article about our work journal. We talk about it in power moves. Obviously we have it that we're giving it out for the template with the prompts for the new year, new career sale, but you don't have to do any of this. Like don't also get into the trap of feeling like you have to spend all this money to buy all this expensive stuff to start. Like you can just start with pen and paper and answering these five questions. The whole point of it is that this becomes a daily exercise, right? Like that's the most important thing. And that doesn't cost you anything except 10 minutes of Mm -hmm. your time and the discipline (laughs) that you need to do that. (laughs) Which okay. there should be a price for that. <laughs> you know. Where's the dollar amount for being disciplined and doing this stuff? But anyway.
0: It's like that MasterCard ad from yeah. know, like a long time ago now. It's priceless. Yeah. <laughs> so our second habit is setting SMART goals. So SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So, here's a further breakdown of smart goals. So, the S is for specific. So, that's targeting a specific area for improvement. My feeling about smart goals is when you make your goals too broad, you increase the chance of them just, in my opinion, the more specific you make your goal from the get go, the more like the, what I would call the Mart gets filled in. So the measurable part is quantifying or suggesting an indicator of progress. So basically, if you're going after a goal that maybe will take a couple months, it's having those weekly check-ins or little points where you're progressing towards the goal. Achievable is the A, and that's specifying how you're going to do it. Realistic is, again, I think you can sort of set that in the specificity of it. Being realistic is really making sure you're being honest with yourself and your time and what you're able to do when setting the goal. And the time-related means basically you're going to have this target date. And I think another thing to be realistic about is if your target date, if you don't necessarily hit it at your target date, like you can always adjust your goals. I know we talked earlier about what goals we had set, and I just said that I'm trying not to bite my fingers, which wasn't me like holding out. I just knew we were going to be talking about this. So for my goal, I did want to, I said, I want to learn something new, something that I could potentially list on my resume or something that would make the function of my job stronger. My resolution slash goal for this year was to amplify my skills in SEO. And one thing I've been like sort of hesitant to learn about is technical SEO. So my smart goal for this is to take a class, divvy it up over a couple of months. And then by the end, I think a class is like a good smart goal for me because because I can divvy it up because it is going to be time-based because it's extremely specific to my career and it's uh, realistic. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And you can, you'll know when you achieve it because you'll either complete the class Mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. I know that when I worked at Hulu too, this was how, just so everyone knows, like, this is how we did our goals at a big company. So this isn't just sort of like, something you could do individually. If you're a manager, this is exactly the exercise we did. And I remember they would basically say, come up with smart goals and bring it back. And we would discuss. And I think that's really nice because if you're going to set a smart goal, maybe get your key stakeholders involved to make sure that those are goals that align with their goals. Like they matter, if that makes sense. And also maybe they have advice on how else you could execute getting that goal done. Sometimes it's a class. Sometimes it's carving out time and a schedule and being really specific about where and how you have that time. There might be someone who's saying, I want to read more books this year. That's a big random goal. But be more specific about, I want to read one book a month. I will measure that success based on if I do it or not. Here's how I plan on achieving it. I'm going to, you know, schedule in 30 minutes of reading every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, so just to give you all an idea, like you could do this for personal or work goals, but I think the idea, if you are doing it for work, run it by the key stakeholders just to make sure you're not like setting goals that have nothing to do with what their priorities are. To Kayleen's extent, like, for example, where it's something that would be over a couple months, maybe even check in once a month and let them know how you're progressing. It will also keep you, <laughs> you know, honest because now you like owe them this thing too. So my two mm-hmm. cents on the, on the management side and, and that how managers could also get involved with that. Yeah, I'll be
2: just Google searching Kayleen in December. And if Kayleen's personal website doesn't show up, number one, Google search, then I'll know she hasn't been oh, doing
0: it. Sure not, not so smart. I also just wanted to say that like SMART goals, even though, you know, anything with the, anything with that kind of like, wait, what do you call, what do you call it? SMART when it's... Acronym. Oh my God. Yes, anything with an acronym attached to it always seems like it's something that's going to be like so complicated. But your smart goals can actually be really small. Like like Olivia mm-hmm. was saying, just going for a walk five minutes a day. That's mm-hmm. actually that is a smart goal. Just because you know it's yeah. it's a smaller step towards a bigger goal, and it's it is time based and it is realistic, it is achievable. It's all of mm-hmm. those things.
1: The only other thing I will say about smart goals, is I've been seeing a lot of people talking about those because it's the new year, so it makes sense is that this doesn't have to be like goal setting doesn't have to be this overly complicated thing like using the acronym smart and filling it in and and using a chart like sometimes I think people are like oh smart goals are too basic like let's get more complicated with that the complicated part of the goal is more of coming up with a game plan on how you're going to specifically execute and like I'm at this point now in my life where I'm like it's not that I need you to come up with the most amazing, unique idea or goal. It's how you follow through, right? It's the action Mm -hmm. and how you consistently do that. So I would also say don't feel like, oh, I've tried smart goals before and they didn't work or I want something more intense than a smart goal because at the end of the day, it's not about the intensity of like what the goal is or what goal setting tool you're using. It's about are you following through with that? And I know that we interviewed this woman named Shira Gill all about the micro goals. And she has this thing called the 15 minute win. So go back and listen to that episode. I'll put it in the show notes too, but it's about making these incremental changes one thing at a time. So her whole thing about the 15 minute win is you dedicate yourself a hundred percent, like no distractions to doing one thing for 15 minutes. So for Kayleen's example, it would be like 15 minutes of deep diving into reading something about technical SEO. So This happens a lot where you go to read an article about a thing or learn about something and then you get distracted. You have a tab open, you have whatever. It'd be like set a timer for 15 minutes and when that timer is up, you're done you know, of reading that thing or, or, or doing whatever she, she uh, Sherry gives always the example of like, you know, organizing a messy drawer because in our, we're terrible at knowing how long something's going to take. And so us as humans always overestimate like, Oh, to clean the bathroom drawer. That's so messy. is going to take me three hours. But if you just dedicate yourself 15 minutes to doing it, you'll make so much progress. It's, it's the constant mm-hmm. distractions. I think that kill us, you know?
2: Yeah. I think also just like to start out, make them so easy and like so non-time consuming that you have no choice, but to like, I have no reason to not do this. That'll get you closer to your big goal.
1: So our third habit is to go on a listening tour. So this might be a new term for you, but a listening tour allows you to enlist the help of other people who know you or maybe who have worked with you before the whole goal is that you're going to ask them what they think your strengths are and you can also use that time to share the skills you enjoy most and ask them maybe you know what roles or individuals it makes sense for you to talk to i mean the idea of the listening tour is kind of like an informational interview, but instead of getting information about something, you're using it as a way to listen about yourself and gather information. So it's kind of like a marriage of the two. This was actually an idea that I got from Alexandra Dickinson. She's the CEO of asked for it. And the reason why this idea came up is because she knew someone who not really sure what they wanted to do next, but just thinking about, okay, what's my next move? This person that she knew started reaching out to people to go on this listening tour. And what she did is she reached out to people she'd worked with in the past, people she worked with currently and people that she admired. I'm just going to read the subject line. I'm on a career listening tour. Can I ask you two questions? And then she would say, hi, name. I'm reaching out because I'm on a career listening tour of the professional connections I most admire and respect as I determine what roles to pursue. I'm doing some research to prepare for my next career move, and and then this is you would insert why you're reaching out to them, how they can help you, et cetera. Would you be willing to have a twenty minute conversation with me so I can get your perspective on two questions. Number one, insert the skills you enjoy most and even an example of where or when you've used them? And then the question you give them is, when you hear this, what roles or individuals does it make you think of? Number two, is there anyone else you think I should speak with about this topic? And then you basically say, you know, thanks, let me know your availability. And the whole idea is that you can use that as a way to collect information about yourself and your own skills. Because sometimes we struggle to recognize our own strengths or our own skills, or it's helpful to hear other people's words and how they would describe you.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's also just like a great way to check in with people and maintain like a network and or just a friendship, even phrasing it with just I have two questions is again, it's like so easy for someone Mm -hmm. to do rather than like, can I just get on a call and kind of nebulously talk, pick your brain, (laughs) pick your brain. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas like this is like the person it's just such a courtesy where they know exactly what they're going to get into.
1: Yeah. And I think the whole idea with this versus an informational interview is that you're reaching out to people who already know you mm-hmm. versus people who, you know, you want to get to know. That's where I would start with the listening tour. Obviously, if they have recommendations on other people you should talk to, then great, even if they don't know you. But if that happens, you have to give that person enough information about what are your skills? What are you good at? What have you enjoyed doing? So there's kind of a, a, a pre part to this, which is that self-reflection. So just know for the listening tour to be really successful, you have to give them enough information so that they can give you something that's worth listening to, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. I know. How many times can I say listen in, in a <laughs> paragraph? But I do like it because I feel like it's a little twist on an informational interview. And the person that she knows who used this template got a new job and it was in a totally different field and it was all through connections and conversations and like I just can't say enough good things about this, this strategy especially in terms of like things that are guaranteed to kind of boost your career. Cause even if you aren't going to get a new job at it, out of it, it's going to jazz you up about your mm-hmm. skills and your future. And you know, it's like a, the pep in your step that you all need. <laughs> nice. Pick me up. I'm going to yeah. send some of it.
0: <laughs> I could use it. <laughs> Our fourth habit is to find an accountability partner. Whether you're job searching, working on boosting your confidence, or trying to launch your own business, an accountability partner will help you get closer to where you want to be. Studies show that an accountability partner increases follow-through by over 70%. Just like the listening tour, I feel that 2021, since everyone's been at home for so long, I feel like everyone kind of turned things off for a while and wasn't maybe networking as much or asking as much. And I wonder if this is the time where everyone's going to be like, all right, let's reconnect in like this n- new, mm-hmm. you know, the new normal, this new way that we're connecting. And I mean, I love the idea of a ca- accountability partner because I work well with um, shame, I guess.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> this actually reminds me like, so I'm trying to work out more and my boyfriend is too and my brother is too. And so we were all together for a brief period of time and it was so much easier to like go work out together or like ask each other, like, oh, what did you do today? Whatever to keep yourself accountable. But now that we're no longer together and we're like here in L.A. and he's in Texas, he legit made an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yes. that's like, here are the goals like where you have to like check in and they have like a call going. There's is more complicated. I'm like, I'm going to stick to my five minute walks as a baseline. But they are like have like specific goals with working out. And they even have like built in like a shame, which I don't highly <laughs> recommend for everyone because it's just about <laughs> getting closer to your goals. But they like you'll do like an extra 100 burpees if you didn't work out this week or something. Oh, my God. That so they, awful. I know I'm like, that's why I stepped out. Like, 100 okay,
0: extra 100. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where And they're like, the other person has to be watching on like a Zoom call or something. So that to me is an extreme <gasps> version. But I think it'll make them stick to their routine oh so yeah <laughs> I highly recommend accountability partner I'll have let you guys know to,
1: with your like work accountability partner If you started saying to them you have to you owe me 100 burpees if you don't fall through or you
2: honestly that's a great combo <laughs> that is a to good bring combo. in
1: like something
2: they also toyed around with the idea of like if you like skip your workout or whatever then you have to like the other person has to give you your uh, like a specific diet for the next day that's super <laughs> bland and healthy.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. oh, my God, like that's
2: that's too far for a bland diet. But
1: no. OK, if you're a manager out there, do not start saying if you miss a deadline, you have to do 100 burpees. Do that's going to backfire very quickly. <laughs> um, but that is kind of funny. I know I agree with Kayleen in that also with COVID, I think just having someone who you're checking in with about your career. The other thing about this too, is like, you know, there was that term work wife for a while, which I really like just because not everybody wants to talk about your career with you. (laughs) Like There's only certain people who Mm want to talk about it on a regular basis, or like, will do the check-in with you. So I, at least I have found that you guys know Bola who's been on the show of clever girl finance. Like she's definitely kind of my accountability partner. Like we have a call like every other week where we'll just kind of check in with each other about how things are going. Sometimes it's accountability of like, you said you were going to do this. Did you do it? But just having kind of this like social give and take of like, I need to vent about this or let's talk about that. Or are you noticing this? Like it's just, it's, it's one of those things where I look forward to it all the time just because it also it like calms me down a little bit to mm-hmm. to know that like I'm going to have this and it's like an outlet too. So I would say like not only do they help you keep your goals, but it's like it, it's a good thing for like self-care because you have this outlet of this person of this like give and take with that too. Mm-hmm. So
2: Right. And it's like they're not forcing you to do something you don't want to do. You guys are already on the same yeah. page and it's just about like having the consistency, which I feel like we have with like our book club, for example, we have an internal peer mm-hmm. of book club. We're all very interested in reading these books that are just a lot about learning about various topics but whenever we have like a meeting even if it's a short quick check-in it's like you feel more obligated to read it. So much
1: more fun to do it too knowing that you Mm -hmm. have that exactly.
2: Okay our fifth and final habit for maximizing your career this year is actually scheduling career development into your calendar. So career development can seem too broad or nebulous at times but we guarantee that if you spent like an hour a week focusing on nothing but career development, you will achieve progress. So this is kind of like the culmination maybe of the other tips. But I think people just don't think of career development. It just seems like a really vague topic. But if you're like, no, I'm going to schedule a block of time where whatever, I'm not checking emails or I'm not on my phone or whatever, you just will achieve progress. Like there's no going back when it's just time for yourself to focus on your career development
1: people think of career development when they want to make a career change and the secret here is that you should you have to be working on this consistently and it could be listening to a podcast a book on tape it could be just reading an article and if an hour is too intimidating do to two half an hour segments mm-hmm. there was a girl in my book who called it career development Fridays she like branded it for herself do it however you need to do it the bottom line is like Fine, and give yourself permission and work it into your schedule to have that career development and only you know what that looks like. I'll give you an example. So this week, I always do this after New Year's. I send a bunch of like check-in emails where I just say, hi, here's what's happening with me. Here's how the last year went. And I use New Year's as like my entry point to send the email, but that was my career development for the week. You know what I mean? Like it took me 30 minutes to schedule all these emails and send them out. But that's one of the ways that I stay in touch as like a, a networking piece every year. So it can it it can fall into a ton of categories. Don't feel limited to like, mm-hmm. oh, it has to be learning something new. No, it could literally just be the check mark of like, I really want to spend 30 minutes on LinkedIn like congratulating people or commenting or mm-hmm. whatever. But you can go down a rabbit hole of spending hours doing this stuff, or you could just be like, an hour every week and kind of plan out what that's going to be.
2: A great hack for this is to, because if if you're struggling to put it into your schedule is pair it with something that you know is in your schedule. So even if it's as dumb as like every time I sit down to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City after it for 10 minutes, I will do the LinkedIn endorsements or whatever, but just pair it in. So it's like, I already know mentally that I will have that in my, you know, that you do do not move from your schedule. So just plug it in like a short Mm -hmm. like addendum to something else.
0: I love that. I feel like you could even combine these with the other habits. Like this can be when you work on your uh, work journal or when you talk Mm -hmm. to your accountability Mm -hmm. partner.
1: Yes. We are all about multitasking. You guys, we didn't put that as a tip on the list. <laughs> if you're not doing five, five things at once,
0: <laughs> you're behind.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, uh, that's, that's like a whole true. episode for another time. <laughs> Let's recap. These are the, the five habits that are guaranteed to maximize your career in 2021. So number one is start and maintain a work journal. If you do this and you start maintaining it, Please email us, infocareercontested.com, because we want to hear about this. A lot of people have told us how well this works, but I'm just, I'd love to hear it. So email us. Number two, set SMART goals. Number three, go on a listening tour. Number four, find an accountability partner. And number five, schedule career development into your calendar weekly. thank you for listening to this episode of the females if you like what you heard please leave us a review we love hearing from you guys and also it helps our show get found by other people if you're ready to progress your career we'd highly recommend checking
2: out our new year new career online sale this is the only sale we run on our online courses all year and you can get 30 percent off any course
0: and when you purchase any course before the sale ends on january 31st you'll get a 2021 work journal included for free don't miss out The link to learn more is in the show notes.